as I said a little earlier, we've been doing a series of sermons leading into the uh, covenant service, which we are going to be sharing next week. Um, those of you who came to church today expecting to receive communion, uh, we're putting it out to next week because we, we always, by tradition, serve communion at the covenant service. So we're going to, do, uh, we're going to be serving communion uh, next week. But <clears throat> we've been doing a series uh, leading into it, uh, preparing uh, for the covenant, and we've done a few already. And uh, this is the last one that I'm going to do today, uh, exalted for you and laid low for you. But I'm going to ask, can you put, the, can you put that covenant prayer up, please, here? Just so that you're reminded, uh, we've worked our way uh, through this over the last four weeks, or this being the fourth, and uh, just to prepare for next week. I am no longer my own but yours. Put me to what you will. By the way, we'll say this collectively next week. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you, exalted for you or brought low for you. Let me be full, let me be empty, let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine, and I am yours, so be it. And the covenant now made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. It's a very simple prayer. It's a lot less simple to live uh, in many respects. Uh, this is an, a, a tradition, of course, in the Methodist Church, when we revisit our faith and our beliefs uh, and so in this journey that we've done over the last four weeks, uh, we've looked at new beginnings. Uh, and if you look at the prayer itself, you'll see that we've kind of dealt with the, the main issues. We've looked at uh, new beginnings. We looked at being no longer my own. Uh, and we've looked at uh, put me to whatever, put me to doing, put me to this, put me to that. And now today, just to complete our preparations, uh, the last little bit... Uh, now exalted for you or brought low for you. If you stop and think about it, maybe uh, the word faithfulness is the right word that covers the whole of that last little bit. Prepared, exalted for you, laid low for you. Or maybe just the word faithfulness. We all know that Christianity is a journey. Uh, it's a day-to-day -day journey with the Master. And we know that in life, there's no quick fix. There's no easy answers, no instant solutions, no instant anything. We know, I think, if I look at all the gray hair in front of me, we know, I think, uh, that life is about faithfulness, really. And so it's good to be reminded sometimes about commitment, about staying the course, and just being faithful. And I think it's this that makes this covenant so special. It is formal. It really is. Um, you know, it, we don't do a lot of formality so much in the Methodist Church. But come covenant, it's important. Because the covenant reminds us of our first love. 
covenant calls us back to basics. Covenant calls us back into Jesus' arms. Covenant calls us to go and live with a renewed sense of awe and wonder and excitement. The covenant calls us to step out where God leads us and to really, really live. That's heavy, isn't it? That's heavy. So I'm guessing that if I asked you to list the character traits that you most dislike in people, you would probably use words that somehow or another refer to unfaithfulness. We might describe this in different ways. We hate it when people lie to us. When people say they're going to arrive and they don't arrive. When people promise to be there for us and they aren't. Or they vow to stay together until death parts us. Until they meet someone else. And the word faithfulness almost sounds dated these days, doesn't it? Faithful people seem to be becoming an endangered species. Where people's word is their bond. And if they say yes, they mean yes, and not maybe. But guess what? Faithfulness is not so easy to find. Listen to Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 6. Many a man claims to have unfailing love, but a faithful man, who can find? Whoops. And in our culture, it's getting harder and harder to find people who stay in the same job for 25, 30, 40 years. Couples who stay together past 30, 40, 50 years and friendships that last a lifetime. Let's face it, faithfulness is a bit in a bit of a slump just at the moment. When the word faithful is used in the Old Testament, it carries the meaning of firm, steady, sure, trustworthy, honest, secure, rock solid. I can go on. In the New Testament, the word for faithful or believe, and I, I, don't, want, I don't know how to pronounce this, is the, is the word pastus in Greek, which means to believe, to be faithful. All through the scriptures, words like this are used to describe God's people, the character of God's people. And when you put all the root words together, you get something that is sure and steady and honest and steadfast. And that's what the covenant is about. We're standing up to say, Lord, you can count on me. I'll go for you. Let me uh, give you a key uh, truth for today. And it's the word faithfulness. Faithfulness is rooted in the believability of God. It's not enough just to believe in God. Faithfulness means I believe God. Not just in Him. I believe God. I believe that He is believable. And in a sense, our covenant kind of encapsulates all of this. It comes from being in a deep relationship with the Holy Spirit from sitting at the feet of the Master and letting Him, allowing Him to produce this faithfulness in us. What is this? This is faithfulness. We show up here Sunday by Sunday by Sunday. It's, it's Christians putting their faith into practice. It's being faithful. And so three things to say about faithfulness. First, 
Faithfulness is persisting even when I want to give up. It's persisting when I don't feel like it. How do you think Olympic athletes get where they do? How do you think professional sports people get to be the best? Ask these people if they feel like training every day. And they'll laugh at you. But they do. They persist even when they don't feel like it. They know that to be the best, to get where they want to be, need to be persistent. They need to be faithful in their training process. Ask any great musician if they feel like practicing every day. And the answer to that is no. But they persist because faithfulness produces perfection. I'm trying to remember someone once asked a great musician about his practice process and he said, if I don't practice uh, for seven days, uh, my audience notices the difference. If I don't practice for seven days, my wife notices the difference. And if I don't practice for seven days, I notice the difference. It's just what it is. You've got to practice even when you don't feel like this. Faithfulness and commitment is foreign to our culture. Our culture says, if you don't feel like it, don't. If it feels good, do it. But God teaches us that mature, spirit-led people live their lives by their commitments. Not by their emotions. Emotions come and go. But commitments are something different. And of course we don't always feel like being nice people. Of course sometimes we don't feel like being friendly. Sometimes we want to be a grump and a grouch. Sometimes I don't feel like reading my Bible or praying. But you know what? I'm discovering that it's times like this that I need these things the most. And in a sense, this is what covenant is about. You know, I... I was thought, how do I make this entertaining? But I don't want to make it entertaining. I want it to be a challenge for us because I think that the covenant service is a very serious statement of faith and practice. And it's something we've got to do committed. We've got to be committed to it. Someone once said that successful people are simply ordinary people who do what the average person doesn't feel like doing. Can I say that again? <laughs> Successful people are simply ordinary people who do what the average person doesn't feel like doing. And I guess that's true for all of us. I started studying very late in life. It took me a long time to see the light. And it took me five years uh, studying five nights a week, six nights a week uh, for about nine months of the year. And there were many times when I wanted to give up. And I discovered that you had to hang in there. You had to be persistent. Godly men and women choose to cooperate with God each day. And each day, God grows them up a little bit. So please don't give up on God. I thought, how can I make this entertaining but I can't 
Oh, this has got to be serious stuff. I'm here to say, please don't give up on God. Please don't give up on your marriage, give up on your friends, give up on your job. Please don't throw in the towel with your kids. Don't give up on your finances or your health. And I know that there are times when we feel like giving up. But if we will let him, God will develop faithfulness in us. God does his best work when we are needing him the most. And in a sense, the covenant service reminds us of exactly this. We've got to keep going. We've got to be persistent. I'm sure you've seen it on TV a million times, especially in athletics and especially in the longer distances, where everybody watches the man or the woman who's going to win the race. And somehow or another, they forget to show the guy or the lady that is still on the other side of the track and has got about another 300 meters to go. And my heart goes out to those people because those are the ones who persist because you don't see them give up and walk across the field and say, ah, they finish. And I think this is what I'm trying to say. You know, faithfulness is keeping my promises when I'm tempted to bail out on them. Has God ever failed to keep his promises? Psalm 145 verse 13 says, The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. He is the ultimate promise keeper. The Bible teaches us to be the kind of people whose yes is yes and their no is no. In other words, they don't make promises they can't keep. What kind of service are you getting from your service providers at the moment? People who say, I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be there this afternoon. I'll be there next week. Am I, do I have to go on? You know, what has ever happened to faithfulness where people say, I'll be there tomorrow and they show up? Or I'll do this and they do it. Or they say, no, I won't. You know, those are the people you want to be with because you can be, depend on them. They, their yes is their yes and their no is their no. Do we keep our promises? Can people count on us? Can our friends go to the bank with the promises we've made? Can our children take our promises with them? Finally, I want to suggest that faithfulness is stepping out in trust even when you can't see it. Remember the funny story about the man who fell over a cliff and he was hanging on the edge of the cliff shouting, Help! Somebody help me, please! Is there anybody up there? And God says, I'm here. Let go and I'll catch you. And the man said, Is there anyone else up there? <laughs> we have to trust that God is ahead of us, waiting to catch us <laughs> when we live our lives faithfully. Living in such a way that we know God will be with us. Do you know how to please God? Really, really. Do you know how to please God? Because it's not about rituals and religious things. It's not about coming for communion and baptism only. And by the way, I'm sorry we were supposed to serve communion today because it's the fourth Sunday. But we're doing communion next week because it's the fifth Sunday and it's covenant. So I'm sorry if you came for communion this morning. Consider it served. 
but come next week. Be better. Bible says the only way to please God is by faith and faithfulness. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You know, human beings, we often say things like, yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. And God says, you've got it all backwards. Sometimes you've got to believe it in order to see it. You've got to believe it in order to see it. Whether you're an architect planning a building or an engineer creating a bridge or an artist creating a picture or a sculpture, they've all got a picture in their minds before they start. They start with the end in mind. They start with a picture of what they want to do and they stay with it. The grand opening of Walt Disney World in Orlando in Florida, someone turned to Walt Disney's widow and said, wouldn't it have been great if Walt could have seen this? And she said, he did. He did. Walt saw it in here. He had a picture in his mind of what he wanted out of Disney World. God has a picture in his mind for what he wants for your world. Have you got the same picture? Have you got the same picture? Because this is what covenant is about. Just saying to God, this is me and this is what I want to do for you. We live lives too frightened to make decisions in case they're the wrong ones. We live lives too scared to make changes in case they're the wrong ones. We live lives paralyzed by indecision because we're too afraid to do anything we can't see. And surely that's what this is about. Surely faithfulness is about hanging in there even when you can't see. Please, my friends, don't wait to live. You only get one life. I think we need to follow God's lead even when we can't see it. And God will be faithful because he never breaks his promises. And he'll lead you to a life where day by day you can get out of bed with a spring in your step because you're doing what God calls you to do. If you don't do it, if I don't do it, someday we'll be in an old recliner with a shriveled up soul and wondering about all those bold prayers we never prayed. All the wonderful people we never hugged, all the songs we never sang, all the chances we never danced, and all the lives we never touched. Please don't wait for that to happen. Live it now. Trust in Him now. Invite Him to get involved in your life now. That's what this covenant service is about. I know, it's, you know it kind of has the reputation for being a bit boring, but it can't be because it's about life. Life in God's world. Living for Him. Doing what He wants of us. And being blessed by it. I read um, a few quotations here that I thought I'd share with you. If I had my life to live over again, I'd not be afraid of more mistakes next time. I'd relax a lot more, I'd limber up, I'd be sillier than I've been on this trip. In fact, I know of very few things that I take so seriously. I'd make a lot more changes, I'd take more trips, I'd climb more mountains, I'd swim more rivers, I'd sit and watch more sunset, I'd go to places that I'd never been before, I'd eat more ice cream and fewer beans, amen to that. I'd have more actual troubles and fewer imaginary ones. You see, I was one of those people who lived prophylactically and sanely and sensibly, hour by hour, day by day. 
Oh, I had my moments. If I had to live over again, I'd try to have more of those moments. In fact, I tried to have nothing else but wonderful moments side by side instead of living so many years ahead of my time. I was one of those people who never went anywhere without a thermometer, a hot water bottle, a goggle, a raincoat, and a parachute. <laughs> if I had to do it all over again, I'd do it lighter next time. If I had my life to live over again, I'd play with more children. I'd pick more daisies. I'd love more if I had more life to live. But you see, I don't. We're only given one life. I believe God wants us to live life to the full, to live a life of faithfulness, of commitment, to live a covenant life, whether exalted or laid low. But if we live our lives for God, you're going to be blessed, folks. We're going to be blessed. May it be so. Come next week, please. Come next week. I know it's formal. And, you know, a lot of what we've been saying over the last few weeks has been hard, hard for those of us that have had to prepare some of this. But it's worth it in the end because it's, it's about life with God. The covenant is about the joy and the wonder and the miracle of doing it with God every day of our lives. Come next week. Come next week. It'll be special. Thanks be to God for his word this morning. Amen. Let's pray for a moment. Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for never giving up on us. Thank you for when you looked at where we were going, you did something about it and you sent Jesus to teach and to show a way. And then you filled us with your spirit so that we would never have to travel alone. And we thank you for the reality of your total commitment to us. And Father, next week we want to just say a few things that will make a few commitments to you as to how we want to live our lives. I pray for your blessing. I pray that as we prepare for this service next week, you'll be with us in this week. And that you would bring us here next week prepared, willing, and able uh, to make a renewed commitment to serve you as best we can with everything that we have to your glory. Bless us now as we prepare to go our separate ways and we ask your blessing on us in Jesus' name. Amen.